Our next reading is found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is the whole, from the Holy Spirit. She would give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until after she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Thanks very much, Vic. Life for Joseph was going pretty well. His woodwork business was successful and he'd met the love of his life. She'd even agreed to marry him but a bump in the road was just around the corner. Wedding preparations were well underway when Joseph got the news. Mary was pregnant. What could he do? He knew the child wasn't his. They hadn't slept together yet. Should he continue with the engagement, accept Mary as his wife anyway? But then what to do with the kids? Could he handle the scandal? Could he accept the shame of bringing up a child that everybody knew wasn't his? What would his friends and family say? And then there was the alternative. He could let Mary take the fall. After all, as far as he knew, she had been the one who'd been unfaithful. Surely the best thing for him to do would be to get out ahead of this, to take control of the narrative before his reputation took the hit. But no, that wouldn't do either. How could he expose his fiance to such shame? The gossip in Nazareth would have been unbearable for her. So there was only one option. Break off the engagement, but do it quietly. But first it was time to sleep on it. No child wants to be Joseph in the nativity play. Mary is the lead role, uh, the shepherds get to look after a toy sheep, and the wise men get the best outfits. Um, Joseph just isn't cool. 30 years ago, I was given the role of Joseph in the nativity play, um, but on the day of the big performance, I kicked off 
because I did not want to hold Mary's hand. I was, I was not happy about that at all. I wanted no part in that nativity. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't being difficult. What I was actually being was an excellent actor uh, because I maintain that the original Joseph uh, didn't want to be part of the nativity either. I was embodying his character perfectly. Um, <laughs> he heard about Mary's child and he had made up his mind. I want no part of this. The shame would be too great. Nope, not for me. There's a degree of shame a measure of uh, disgrace that's inevitable for anybody who publicly identifies with Jesus. You may be uh, interested in Christianity, but maybe shame is, is holding you back somewhat. What if my family thinks less of me? What if my friends think I'm weak for needing a religious crutch? Or you might already be a Christian, but, the sh- but shame is holding you back from publicly talking about Jesus. Um, An admission here, even just yesterday, I was guilty of this. Um, We just had our nativity performance out in the car park, and I was looking around, milling about, looking for new faces to invite to one of our Christmas services. And I chatted to this one guy, invited him to come along to a service, and then he said, I'm not really religious, but I think it's an important story for kids That's such an open door, isn't it? Such an opportunity to talk about the gospel, to talk about everyone's need for a saviour. But what did I do? I stumbled over my words, and I lost the opportunity. I completely botched it. Why? Probably shame. I thought I'd I'd kicked that uh, particular temptation, but evidently not. Maybe not wanting to seem too extreme, maybe wanting to seem relatable, but for whatever reason, I completely botched it and gave in to shame. So, um, so yes, I had that to repent of yesterday. Shame is a big obstacle for anybody wanting to publicly identify with Jesus. That was the obstacle for Joseph in the nativity. But as we know, he changed his mind and he did join in. So um, let's discover the two things that changed Joseph's mind about being involved in the nativity. And hopefully these two things will help us overcome our shame and help us to publicly identify with Jesus too. So why did Joseph join in the nativity? That's our question. And the first reason we'll put up on the screen. The child was from the Holy Spirit. Joseph was sound asleep. He'd been weighing up what to do with Mary and her unborn child and had settled on a quiet divorce to avoid shame and scandal. But his sleep was far from restful that night. Crashing into his dreams came an angel with a message from God. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. That's big news to take in while you're asleep, isn't it? But clearly this was not just an ordinary dream. Marrying Mary would mean scandal, sideways glances and whispers behind his back wherever he went. But God's message through this angel was clear. Whatever anybody else said, whatever the gossip, Mary had not been unfaithful to him. Joseph had to change his mind about Mary and accept his role in the nativity 
Why? Because this wasn't a normal pregnancy. The tiny fetus inside her was sparked into life by the Holy Spirit. And it was an unusual pregnancy for a very unusual child. As verse 23 reveals, this child was God with us. God with us. 100% human, 100% God. At this point, just a tiny bundle of cells who made the vast expanse of galaxies. We're never going to totally comprehend just how outrageous this miracle was. The all-knowing God took the tiny mind of a baby. The eternal word of God had to learn how to speak. That's mind-blowing. Mary held in her arms the one who holds the universe in place. And this was all no illusion. Jesus wasn't just wearing a costume. He wasn't an imitation. Without losing any of his divinity... He took on real humanity, a real human body, a real human mind, a real human soul. This is all really important. Um, there's an early church theologian called Gregory of Nazianzus. I'm sure you've all heard of him. Um, he said this, that which he has not assumed, he has not healed. That which he has not assumed, he has not healed In other words, Jesus needed a real human body to redeem our bodies. He needed a real human mind to redeem our minds. And he needed a real human soul to save our souls. And remember that this wasn't a temporary humanity that he could throw off when he returned home to heaven. That moment of Holy Spirit-powered conception in Mary's womb was something that would never, ever be undone. God the Son permanently added humanity to his deity. Jesus was and is and now forever will be human as well as God. So, next time I or you are tempted to feel ashamed to identify with Jesus, remember how he identified with us. He wasn't ashamed to become one of us. I'm not sure this is true, but some people have compared God becoming human to us becoming a slug. And yet, Jesus wasn't ashamed to humble himself. How could we ever be ashamed in return? As I said, this is a lot for us to take in on a Christmas Eve evening, but um, remember that Joseph had to take it in while he was sleeping. Um, Join the nativity, because this child is from the Holy Spirit. And here's the second reason that we'll put up on the screen. The second reason Joseph joined the nativity, this child would be called Jesus. Back in his dream, the angel continued, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. In that culture back then, the act of naming a child was very significant. By naming the child... This angel was asking Joseph to accept him as his own. He would legally be adopting this child into his family. There would be no going back at this point. He would have to raise him, feed him, teach him the family business and love him, regardless of the hits to Joseph's reputation. But Joseph had already decided not to do this. So what changed his mind? The name, 
the name that he was told to give this child. You are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, I know that in this part of the world, we don't often come across people with the name Jesus. We might occasionally come across a South African football player, Gabriel Jesus from Man City, for example. Um, Gabriel Jesus, I think his parents must have been feeling particularly Christmassy whenever he was born. Um, However, the cities and towns of Judea 2,000 years ago would have been full of little Jesuses, or in Aramaic, Yeshua's. Um, They were named after a popular figure in Jewish history, Joshua. He was a godly leader and a military commander whom God used to save his people from their enemies. Joshua's name meant the Lord saves. So the angel told Joseph to give Mary's child this name because he too would be a rescuer. He too would be a savior. Of course, he wouldn't carry a sword and he wouldn't have great military victories. No, this rescuer would die on a cross and he would save his people from their sins. Now, we sing about the salvation that Jesus achieved every year um, in the ultimate Christmas carol. Of course, you're welcome to have your own favorite carol, but if it's not the same as mine, then you're wrong. (laughs) Um, uh, It's this one. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And and here's the purpose, here's the sort of salvation Jesus came for. Mild he lays his glory by, born that we no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give us second birth. It's all about Jesus, the saviour. His name doesn't mean teacher. His name doesn't mean good moral example. His name means the Lord saves. So, um, you know, occasionally when someone you'll come across will say, oh, Jesus, he was a great teacher, he was a great moral example. Um, Ask them if they know what his name means. The reason he came is in his name. He came to save. The angel told Joseph to name the child Savior. He would be Joseph's Savior, Israel's Savior, the savior of the world. The next morning, Joseph woke up, and in his mind, there was no longer any debate. He did exactly what the angel of the Lord had told him. Despite the shame, despite the scandal, he married Mary and accepted her child as his own and named him savior. Now, of course, each one of us must do the same. There's a kind of shame and scandal about being a follower of Jesus. Many people dismiss the idea describing Christianity as nothing more than a crutch, um, but they're wrong. Christianity is a full-on life support machine. I'm not ashamed that I need that. However strong, healthy, or independent you might feel, you do need a savior. The Bible says that a day is coming when you will stand before God to give an account for your life, and on that day, your only hope will be Jesus. So Joseph's choice stands before all of us today. What will you do with Mary's child? Will you say, no, I don't want any part of the nativity, or will you accept him as your own? Will you name him Savior? And for those of us who've accepted him already, 
Yes, Jesus is often pushed towards irrelevance by our society today. Yes, there's pressure not to sound too extreme, not to sound too weird. But let's not be ashamed of what we are. Let's not be ashamed of Jesus because he is not ashamed of us. He is proud to call you brother. He's proud to call you sister. He's proud to be your savior. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for the outrageous miracle of the incarnation. Lord Jesus, we praise you for your great humility. It it just is beyond our understanding that you would come here to be one of us, to be with us, that you would come to save us. And so we praise you and worship you. Father, please forgive us for times where we have failed to publicly identify with Jesus, where we've given in to shame. Please keep us from that temptation. Help us to boldly say, I'm with Jesus in the knowledge that he has said that he is with us. And Father, for anyone here that hasn't yet uh, named Jesus as Savior, we pray that today would be the first time they do. In Jesus' name, amen.